Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And today. Yeah. It, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to look, does it? <laughs> if you read that and you're uh you're insulted, uh good. That's kind of uh what I was going for with the little little attention grabber there. Uh but you know, we've all heard it. Um You've heard it. I've heard it. We probably said it. Um, I, it's hard to remember if I've said that or not. Uh, but is it a true statement? Does it not hurt to look? Um, if you haven't guessed, we're talking about, uh, I guess specifically we're talking about porn today. Um, but yes. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it goes a little bit deeper than that just in regards to, um, you know, it, it it doesn't always start with pornography, right? You know, there's always something else uh, first. So, um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ways this podcast could go. Um, And there's certainly a lot we could say about sexual sin in the first place. Sure. But intentionally, the focus today is on pornography, because you never hear people talk about it. No, no, it, it's something that, um, you know, a lot in church. I, I even I've even heard, um, church people, uh, like asking, requesting, "Hey, we need to, you know, we need to talk about truth. We need to we need to start preaching the truth, and you know, um, we need to hear more about uh, homosexuality and huh. and uh, <laughs> you know." All these and and gender identity and all these extreme things that affect a very very small fraction of um, the church community, and uh, <laughs> it was funny because I had uh, I had a couple of folks mentioning about um, in in one of the classes I was teaching. I had a couple folks mention to me about you know, we need to not be afraid to speak the truth, you know, and, and, um, they're going and on and on. And, and I, I almost showed up to the next class with a list of, of things we needed to talk about, like, um, uh, gluttony uh-huh. and, yeah. uh, um, I don't know. I can't remember like the whole list I was going to have, but, uh, I was just think I was going through my head, like all these things like, yeah, you want to talk about truth. You say you want to talk about truth, but what you really want to talk about is those little bits of truth that don't affect you, that you can sit there and nod your head with, uh, nod your head at, feel comfortable, you know, and, and happy. And it makes you feel good because you're on the right side of it. Um, but when it comes to, sexual yeah. sins um por- uh things like homosexuality and and uh, uh orgies and all that stuff that is a minor fraction of church going people um yeah and and today uh most recent statistic from Covenant Eyes says that 64% of Christian men so what they would define as Christian are Bible-believing, believe in Jesus, attend church on a regular basis. 64% of Christian men watch porn at least once a month. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> that's just those who, who who took their survey and were honest. Sure, yeah. And 
And who? What about the ones who you know watch it more than that or less than that? Sure. But this is this is something certainly a topic that can be embarrassing for some to talk about, um, especially to admit to another person that you struggle with. Uh, but certainly something that is affecting a whole lot more people than we would ever like to admit. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, yeah, go ahead. And it's, it, you know, it's not just, it's not just men, you know, I mean, right. they're, it's, it's a large, um, uh, an unexpectedly large uh, percentage of, of women, um, of girls that are uh, having issues with, with pornography. Um, there was a, it was a study done. Um, I think it was 2015 that this, this study was done, but it was talking about girls between the ages of 15 and 29, or or, or people between the ages of 15 and 29, and it was something like 82 percent of the women had viewed or do view pornography. Hmm. That's a huge percentage. Uh, <laughs> so eight out of ten women. Yeah, yeah. Have viewed or do view. Yeah, and I'm sure it, it it probably looks a lot different for women than it does for men. You know, um, I I I'm guessing. I don't know. You know, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking of like, you know, uh, what was that? There, there was that movie that came out years ago. It was like the book series, and then they uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. That one. Yep. Okay. And uh, so <clears throat> that was very, uh, what very mild and soft compared to what you might uh understand porn to be for in in the in a man's world but but both have the same yeah the same effect yeah exactly um i mean the 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 <laughs> i see a statistic there you have about visits per day as well oh yeah that just pornhub which is we if you don't know we shouldn't have told you that <laughs> <laughs> is probably the largest uh, pornographic website. Uh, has over 115 million views per day, and, Actually, and that was that was from that study in 2015, right? So that was seven so, years ago. Yeah, and uh, I saw a statistic as well that porn sites have more visitors each month than Twitter, Netflix, and Amazon combined. <laughs> Gosh. Combined, one third of internet searches are for pornography. Wow, that is one third crazy. Uh, so, um, I guess first things first. I, I want to get this uh, <clears throat> get this out in the open. If you are a guy or gal, and um, pornography is something that has been or is a part of your life, it's. I don't want you to think that we're coming at you from a place of. Um, coming at you without experience. Um, Will and I have both had our, uh, our struggles with pornography in the past and, um, uh, have made, uh, or I should say have taken steps to, to remedy that. Um, Will, you had mentioned the covenant eyes, uh, program out there um you can get it on your phone right something like that yeah it's on your phone your laptop any any electronic tablet and there's multiple different types of actual web you know software out there sure 
uh, Covenant Eyes is just one that I've I've used, and some guys. It's a great accountability software. Not only does it block stuff, so like, I mean, sure. you, you could buy just a blocking software where you're going to find your way around it, anyways. But something like Covenant Eyes is is an accountability software. So even if I tried to do something you would get a message going, hey, Will just tried to do this. Sure, yeah. Now that's going to keep me from doing it a whole lot more if (laughs) someone's finding out. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, there's so many great softwares out there. That's just the one that I've used, and they are not sponsoring this podcast. (laughs) Yet. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, no, we we, they are Michigan-based, by the way. Oh, really? Covenant Eyes. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And it's probably the largest um, Christian software. Sure, okay. Cool. Um, but again, I just, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you listening out there knew that we we're coming from not a place of judgment, uh, so much by as, no means, um, so much as, uh, I guess offering information and, and a resource. Um, you know, we have our, our website, uh, the gathering for men at gmail.com. Did I say website? I meant email. Yep. <clears throat> uh, the gathering for men at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if this is something you've been struggling with, we'd love you to get, uh, guys or gals, I guess, to, uh, to reach out and, um, maybe tell us how, uh, God worked in your life to, to overcome it. Yeah. Um, or is, working. or is working or, uh, or maybe it's Hasn't still an issue <laughs> and and you just need some prayer. We're we're here for you on that. Um so but a couple things I guess to get to get started. There's there's kind of two main points that I wanna um hone in on here. And the first is just uh that pornography in and of itself is a sin. Um and I know you, you had a statistic that you had pulled up <clears throat> that uh, like a, a large percent of young people today did not think that uh, viewing pornography was, in fact, a sin. Yeah, there's a, so there's 55% of adults don't see anything wrong with it. And a majority of teens and young adults, so 13 to 24 years old, think that recycling is worse Mm. than looking at pornography. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, so I would say more than anything else that that is a a key thing that maybe many churches need to start waking up to and just, you know, speaking against it. Right. I mean, certainly there's, there's so many different things that aren't necessarily attacking your flock but it's easy to preach about because you get those amens from the crowd yeah. because 99% of the the people coming to your your church are in agreement. <laughs> so let's uh let's stir the pot a little bit here Absolutely. and 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 you know start discussing some things that are really affecting your flock. Uh if you if you preach or if you are um uh, on a church leadership or have any any way to uh, influence some of the topics that are discussed sure. on a Sunday morning or whatever even like, if you're even one. if you're just sitting there you have a community yeah yeah and, and 
this is not just a world problem because the statistics for the church are just as horrifying. You know, like one in five youth pastors, one in seven senior pastors are struggling or viewing pornography on a regular basis. Uh, and six, like I already said, 64% of Christian men say they're viewing it on a regular once, at least once a month basis. Like this is, this is a gift from God, sex, right? Sure. It's a gift from God made for marriage between a man and a woman. And Satan has just twisted it and perverted it and it to devastating effect. Yeah. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and it's kind of hard to, um, it's kind of hard to pull up like Bible verses exactly when you're talking about something as specific as pornography, because it, it didn't really exist. Right. <laughs> uh, when maybe there's higher, I mean, uh, there might be, you know, might be some, uh, topless statues sure. or something like that. But what, what, I guess before we read those Bible verses, historically, <laughs> I see you're going to bring up Corinthians. Like Corinth is in modern day Greece. Like yeah. Greek culture at that time and religion yeah. and the pagan, like they were doing a whole lot more external public sexual stuff than we would ever do. Sure. Yeah. And so like, Pornography wouldn't have been a new concept to them. Yeah. Maybe on a phone it would have been, but they understood sexual sin. Yeah. I mean, they're the, you know, a lot of those Greek plays and whatnot. Um, I mean, they would have nudity and mm -hmm. sometimes sexual acts in those, in those plays. So it, there was like a public um, platform, I guess, to, both expose that stuff and view that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but obviously they didn't have uh, computers. They didn't have sure. internet access on your phone, you know? Um, so it, in, in talking about the sinfulness of pornography and trying to pull out Bible verses to talk about it, it's, it's extremely difficult because it becomes very um, exegetical, I think is the right term, where you're picking something out that you can use the word or, or the verbiage of that verse to make it kind of say what you want it to say, right? So we've got to be very careful. And we've talked about that in the past, but we've got to be very careful when we're talking about this. So that essentially- Isegetical. Isegetical when you pull it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you're in your exegetical is going through it. Isegetical is making right, it, right. Taking it I out always of context. Get it, I, I always get it mixed up. I can never. I, I just googled it. <laughs> okay, um, just wanted them to get the right info. Yeah, yeah. So. so I guess the exegetical would not be an yeah. external force putting it in, but rather isegetical. You're putting I into it. You're gotcha. Okay. Yep. I, <laughs> so I don't know. It works. Uh, sure. So, so what? So pornography would fall into. The main category of what? So it would be it would be a, a sexual sin, right? Okay. Uh, a sin against your own body, uh, a debauchery uh, of sorts. And again, you can, I mean, you can sit there and try to justify. Well, is it debauchery? I don't believe it's debauchery. Da 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 da. Well, uh, <laughs> a lot of things, especially when you're taking them from the new Testament, because the new Testament is a little bit more, 
I don't even want to say like vague, but they use verbiage like uh, sexual immorality. You know, First uh, Corinthians six eighteen: flee from sexual immorality. All other sin, uh, all other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Um, so someone could say, well, yeah, but was sexual, what exactly is sexual immorality? That's more of a, a cultural context and blah, 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 blah. So they can, mm. they, they try to put it into now, nowadays and well, most people don't view it as wrong and all this stuff. But when you're looking at, okay, these were, um, these were, uh, many Jewish people, right. And, uh, and some Gentiles as well. But these were Jewish authors writing, right? So when they talk about sexual immorality, they're in uh, essentially in um, they're putting into the text what they would assume everyone would, would recognize, yeah. right? So so then, okay, well then you have to go and say, okay, well how did these Jews identify? sexual immorality well then you have to go back to the old testament right and there's that, a and whole list and of you stuff. look at he's writing to the corinthians and like i just said what what was yeah. going on at the yeah. time of the corinthian church in 50 60 ad we discussed it briefly yeah. but yeah they would have the understanding of what is meant sure it's countercultural, right to to that and not only that but i don't know if you have uh, matthew 5 up there jesus words talking about lust but he says, but I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has committed adultery in his heart. That's a sexual sin, by the way. Yeah. Adultery is a sexual sin. Yep. And lust, oh my. He, you can, you can hit that. You <laughs> that, can hit lust far like, before you get to pornography. And these are red letters, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. These are Jesus' words. These are Jesus' words. These are red letters um, explaining that just even because it's a heart issue for God, right? right. So, so we so often want to take these external things and say, well, this is a sin. This external thing is a sin, but, but everybody, you know, um, gets angry and mumbles under their breath. Everybody does this. And it's like, well, that's kind of the point and why scripture says all have sin, <laughs> right? Sure. Like, um, so when, you know, when, when people try to justify, uh, lust and say, well, it's not that bad. Everybody looks right. Everybody has a little bit of sexual desire towards their neighbor's wife or something like that. Well, it's you know? okay to look, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we discussed that I at mean, the beginning. That's the title here. <laughs> and the answer is no. The answer is no. We'll just jump Resounding to it right no. now. Right now. We're, um, <laughs> but you know, that, that is, that is the whole point. And that's what the point that, Christ is trying to make here uh, in Matthew 5 is that we, no matter how good of a front you have on, whatever the facade says on the outside, it doesn't matter because you're still rotten on the inside because you still think these ways and have these thoughts right. and have these feelings. Um, and and it almost might seem unfair because some of it might be, um, like for myself, I'm a very... Uh, I, I'm very influenced by pheromones, right? So, like, for me, um, if okay, if you don't know, pheromones are like uh, everybody based on their genetic makeup has 
it's it's not a scent necessarily, but it is it is kind of a scent. It's it's different. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I'm not even going to try. But it's basically you can think of it as a scent, and um, you know in in wild animals they would they will use that scent, um, and if a if a mate it, when the mates like each other's scent, um, it's basically uh, a genetic match for um, fertility, right? And so, like I'm very very sensitive to that, and I like I can physically start my, like my hands will start shaking or whatever. If I'm even in the same room, if it's a small room or whatever of someone who, but they might not even be that attractive, but they have that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Like, it, but there's just that scent that gets me fired up, you know? And so where was I going with that? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> um, but like, so you, it, it's almost, um, it's it's almost it seems unfair because like that's not anything. It's not like I'm trying, sure. right? It's and yet I can still that biological thing happens and it's what you and do I find myself after. right. So that's the big point is like you know lust is not necessarily noticing that someone's beautiful, right? Right. Lust is what you do with that. Um, and it's that so, second look. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, even, even in Matthew uh, five twenty eight, anyone that looks at a woman lustfully. So not anybody that looks at a woman, right? You can look at her, but if you look at her lustfully or with lustful intent, um, that's where the adultery is, is committed essentially in the heart first. And, and essentially that's where it starts, Right. Like I guarantee you, uh, I I would I would bet that every um, every man at least I can speak for men because I am one. Every man that has committed the physical act of adultery has first looked at a woman lustfully, or looked at that woman lustfully. Certainly, there's, there's an order of progression. Yeah, yeah. So. So it's the starting point. It's the starting point of a place that you don't want to be at. Yeah. So don't do it. Um, and and you can go through and pick different verses uh, and and try to, you know, put this huge case together. But ultimately, that's all you need is just one that that one verse from Jesus Himself. <laughs> now there are, there are several others that talk about the sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of yep. of heaven. Yep. Uh, and. and there's right there. Psalm one nineteen is telling the young person to stay on the path of purity. Yeah, by living but, according to God's word. Yep. <laughs> there's to go back to the the order um, that there's you start someplace small it seems and it grows to something else and pornography and adultery and what's next sort of thing. There's so much that. Um, so many trainings that I've gone to just through my work, um, specifically related to sexual abuse and that sort of stuff, and even porn culture. I took some classes, went, uh, went through that. As it relates, and I'm not going to get into all that here, but as it relates to um, sexual assaults, 
and and stuff. The way porn is going and the aggression in porn. Yeah. You know, ten years ago it was something like eighty percent of the top viewed porn uh, videos had some sort of physical aggression. It's a hundred percent now. There's a hundred percent of the one hundred percent of the top like one hundred viewed across whatever Pornhub yeah. and everything else is there is physical aggression, which when you are observing porn at the average age of 12 for boys and you get stuck into that and that's what you're seeing, yeah. there's no wonder mm-hmm. why there's an increase in, in sexual assaults, domestic abuse, just the mistreatment of women in general, um, which of course is a whole nother podcast. Yeah, yeah. But so it's stemming from lust. It's stemming from this this gift turn of from God turning the complete opposite direction. Sure. And it's it's, it's so shifting gears here from um, my two main points that I wanted to get across. One oh, no, that did is, I add a third? No, oh, no, okay. not at all. <laughs> no, that you know, just that that point one being that Pornography is a sin. Yeah. Um, it's a sin against your own body. Um, and a sin against God because we are his right. and we are yeah. his temple. And-, um, and point two being just how much porn ruins your life. I, yeah. And and this is like this is research that's not necessarily from Christian sources. I mean, th- this is research from secular sources some of which being um so i i there's so many videos out there we could go out and name a whole bunch of them but uh it doesn't take much um effort to find something on youtube or whatever that talks about uh an ex-porn star uh regretting things and whatever but the one um that i had just seen it was uh so it was Pamela Anderson, and I, I I don't really know her whole story, but I I guess she started she started dating, and um, she's got a young teen teen son, I guess, and she started dating, and she was getting intimate with these guys, and they were doing these aggressive things, and she's like, hold up, I don't like this. Like, what are you doing? I didn't ask for that. I didn't, and so men are getting so wrapped up into pornography. Um, and if you think about the number of views per day, like let's, let's say a single man who's, who's not uh, even fighting it because they're not a Christian and they don't believe there's anything wrong with it. So they're probably viewing it daily or multiple times a day. Um, I guess statistically their rates of intimacy with other, you know, with, for a single man is like once a month. So you're talking 29 days a month, they're getting pornography and then they're being intimate with someone once one day a month. Yeah. That that's going to be built in. It's going to, it's going to come out. And she, she ended up having like this big, long conversation with her teen son. Like, listen, you, and this is from the perspective that her teen son would be having sex, you know, um, which I don't condone, but, um, you know, she's basically telling him like, listen, you can't, I'm, she's assuming, uh, that he has viewed pornography and that he's going to have sex with his girlfriend. And she's like telling him, listen, you need to 
ask. You need to see, you know, you can't just assume that these are the types of things that, um, that someone is going to want when they're intimate with you. Um, and I think one of the things that they, <laughs> that I, it might've been Jordan Peterson. I can't remember, but the, the, the phrase that they use was just porn disappoints yeah. because especially when you're considering, you know, if the average young man starts at 12 viewing pornography, they're not entering they're They have years before they actually start um, actively having sex. And so they're being informed that there are expectations, right? That, you know, whether it's the aggressiveness, whether it's the reactiveness of the other person involved, what, regardless, it's setting a standard that is so unreal. It's you're, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Certainly when you enter into a, hopefully a marriage covenant with your wife, then your not not just your porn use, but any type of sexual activity outside of marriage as well is setting you up for decreased trust between you and your wife and decreased intimacy between you and your wife. And all the statistics are out there, man, that pornography use uh, it, it leads to an increase in erectile dysfunction. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a, a, a huge. I don't know the numbers. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the numbers, but it's um, it's big. Uh, I, I had a a story recently um, with another video that the the guy was just talking about. Uh, the kid was in his teens. He was like seventeen, eighteen. And he was experiencing erectile dysfunction because he had been addicted to porn. Uh, he started watching porn when he was eight years old. And, I mean, what teenager would you expect to be dealing with erectile dysfunction? Right. And um, another one, a guy, he had eight years. It was that um, he had, it wasn't just erectile dysfunction, but it was anxiety and depression and he was on medications and he had seen psychiatrists and psychologists and doctors and all sorts of avenues of treatment and nothing helped. And then he quit pornography and within three months he was off all of his depression meds, all of his anxiety meds, um, his ED medication. It was like, he was a clean bill of health after that. Yeah. It's amazing. But one of the biggest reasons why is uh, like, and I know we've talked about this before, your body, your mind creates these neurological pathways. Uh, it's like highways. You know, if you, if you break through brush in your, in your property, let's say you've got woods, I've got woods around here. You break through brush and then you go that same path again and that same path again and that same path again. It's going to be tough the first time, but it's going to build up this trail over time and you're going to have an easy, smooth sailing pathway. Sure. Um, and exactly I exactly how the brain works. Yeah. And I think about this movie that came out, uh, it's like 2006. It was an Adam Sandler movie, um, called click. And he basically, he's, he's a workaholic and he finds this universal remote and it's able to like do anything. It can pause things. It can fast forward. It can rewind. It can whatever. And he ends up 
essentially it learns and remembers. It's like a, a, and so when you get into the same environment, right? Like, oh man, I'm getting nagged on by my wife. Uh, I'm going to fast forward through this. Well, then the next time the remote just automatically fast forwards through it. And your brain has these same types of um, neurological development where if you're viewing pornography regularly, um, and even, even sometimes not regularly, but you like, there are, there are guys who cannot, um, climax during normal sexual intercourse with a woman because their brain is so hardwired to do that through pornography that it doesn't recognize that as a point in time to reach climax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just, <laughs> it blows my mind, but there's so many physiological reasons. Um, it can, you know, it, it's, it's that stepping stone, right? And it starts, uh, it doesn't necessarily even start with pornography, but even coming from pornography to well, that's not enough. So then maybe the pornography changes to something more aggressive or, or different, or maybe it's a, maybe it's a fantasy pornography, or maybe it's a, uh, they have like live stuff, right? Uh, like subscriptions where you pay and they do things live and then, well, then that's not going to be enough. So what's the next progressive step? Well, then maybe it's going to be, uh, cheating on your spouse, um, a good friend of mine had uh, had an incident and he, he ended up going and talking with uh, like a big, huge, it was a massive group of guys. And there was a guy that admitted he was getting hookers three times a week just to satisfy the urge that started with just pornography. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's it's like alcohol, you know, you can start with, I just need a glass of wine and then uh, I just need a this or uh, now I need <laughs> something extremely hard. Now I'm drinking straight from the bottle. Now I also need some cocaine to go with it. You know, like, sure. I mean, it just, it, it can progress so rapidly that it just gets intertwined in your life and you can't function normally and uh, you can basically destroy everything. But it doesn't just start with pornography. I Looking back, um. I specifically remember, I was probably, I don't remember my age, probably around four-ish, maybe five, probably four. Um, for me, it was a, uh, there was a, a friend of ours. She was in the living room. She was holding her baby. I did not know because I was used to everybody like having a blanket over them when they nursed sure. their child. She did not. I did not know she was nursing and I was like, can I see the baby? And she just (laughs) like pulled the baby down to show me and I didn't even see the baby, but I can to this day and I'm 38. I can, I I can remember that. Like I vividly remember that. And, uh, it started there and it was like, then there's this curiosity and I knew it was something I probably, you know, like it was just, I can't even explain the feeling that it was like, you know, and, yeah. and then it went to, you know, scrolling the pages in the JC Penny catalog, you know, and, and that's like, 
those are things that we don't think are bad to have in our home. But if you have a child, <laughs> you never know. You never know where it's going to start for them. Yeah. Um, and and there's a book, uh, "Every Man's Battle," um, by uh, Stephen uh, Archerburn. Is that how you say it? Looks like it. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, it's a really good book. It's got a bunch of stories from different, like even like pastors and youth pastors and stuff, and just discussing their struggles. And it's a real eye opener, I think, mostly for women. Uh, I mean, it was an eye opener for me. It was a good read for me, but I actually had my wife before we got married. I had her read this book just so she knew, because she was kind of like, um, she she had an opinion of someone that their intentions were pure, and I was just like, read this book. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> this is this is pastors and and like good Christian men that are just being honest about the struggles they face. And she got done with it and she was appalled. Like she was, if this is what good Christian men are struggling with, I can't imagine what people who don't know Christ yeah, right. is struggling with. Right. Um, so I, I definitely do recommend that book, every man's battle. Um, and there's a, there's so many resources out there and I'd love to, we can throw some in the show. notes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. we'll get some in the notes. Um, but essentially what, what you were looking at is one, it's, <laughs> it does hurt to look. Okay. Yeah. It does hurt to look. Um, porn is definitely a sin. Um, and it's definitely a danger. Even if you don't view it as a sin, it's still a danger. Um, because it, it completely just messes up your brain. And the, and the chemical structures of your brain. And I, I can't even get into all the research on the dopamine levels and the dopamine rushes and dumps and how that can affect your body and end up producing anxiety and whatever. Oh, and low self-esteem. And, oh, yeah. And depression and everything. Yeah, body expectations. I mean, they talk about Barbie, but, huh. you know, you, you start looking at uh, men or women who view pornography and you're looking at these, like, you know, perfect specimens or whatever. And, uh, yeah. What, what are you going to do? Like what it? Yeah. Porn disappoints. I'm just going to say, I'll just, I'll just say it, you know? Uh, so, so before we sign off here, uh, obviously we, we've decided that porn is a sin, um, against God, that it's, uh, certainly not something that's good for you whether you're a Christian or not, there's there's a lot of um, outside of the church research that proves that. Yeah. And we don't want people to think that you're alone in this battle. Yeah. And that's the whole reason. Like, we've been there. We still struggle with still lustful struggle. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, it's, it's an ongoing battle that you cannot do on your own. You will not defeat this keeping it to yourself. No. You need to find a community, a group, one other guy yeah. <laughs> to share your struggles with yeah. and get prayer for. And if you have nobody, by all means, email us. <laughs> yeah, um, please. Talk again, to us. Um, thegatheringformen at gmail.com. Email us. Yeah, um, there, there is hope. There is. There is hope. 
and there is forgiveness. Confess your sin and ask God to help you. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.